Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. All right, you are very welcome back to Friday night's Off the Ball. Now, it is going to be a full house at the Aviva Stadium for the Republic of Ireland against Austria. We're going to be there as well. We have full live commentary with myself and Kevin Kilban for the five o'clock kickoff on Sunday. And you can be there too if you want to win a pair of tickets to the match. Just answer this question. What was the score when we last played Austria? Text your name and your answer to 53106 for 30 cent and we will announce a winner later on in the show. Now, Kenny Cunningham is with us this evening. Evening, Kenny. Evening, Nathan. So Roy Keane was talking to the media a little bit earlier on. I'm going to play you a clip because we know Austria are missing several players for, well, through injury and one of their players deciding uh, he was going to go ahead with his wedding rather than turning up for this match. Roy, though, expecting a tough game anyhow. And he says Sunday is going to be a bit of a war. They've got some very, very good players. Players who are playing at a very high level. Players who played Champions League. Do you not know, think the, the, the new players that might come in from will be, will be really hungry? Do you not know, think they'll want to do well for their country? That you think for one second we're going to maybe underestimate anybody? No, forget about it. We're in for a really tough game. We had a tough game over there. Rode our luck a little bit. Um, and we're missing a few players who started over there. So it's, it's all irrelevant. Focus on the players who are involved. Their record against us is good. I think if I was in their camp, I'd be looking forward to playing Ireland. Because it's, 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 it's a way for them to get back on track. I don't think they'll be frightened to death of playing Ireland in Dublin. They'll probably fancy their chances. And rightly so. We've got to make sure we're ready. Ready for battle. We're going to war with them. And that's it. And let's see what happens on Sunday. Kenny, there was a lot of talk of battle and of war and we always speak with Ireland that they need to have an intensity and, and, and that should be just taken for granted. I did just wonder going into this game after the performance, particularly in the second half against Uruguay, of, of whether this needs to be a war, that if it is a midfield of Arthur and Brady and Hendrick and Houlihan and McLean, that maybe it should be more about control rather than war on Sunday? Well, it's always the case of... Uh uh, controlled aggression, uh, Nathan, particularly at this level. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we want to play with a certain intensity to our game. I think it suits us. I think that's when we're at our best, without a doubt. But of course, it can't spill over uh, at this level. You know, you have to keep your emotions in check. You have to make good decisions uh, at the right time. So, yeah, that's no different to any other game uh, that we've faced so far in the qualifying round and, and we're, what we're going to face between now and the end of the qualifying campaign. So, I don't see this as a standout game in, in any respect. Right. Uh, in relation to what the lads have experienced before. It's just more of the same. More of the same of what we saw uh, last week against Uruguay. I thought the overall performance was good. The intensity of the performance was good. I thought we mixed up our game uh, very well. So, yeah, more of the same against, uh, I'd have to say, an indifferent. Now Roy's talked up the Austrian team there, but they haven't been overly impressive during the, the qualifying campaign. It may be a last throw that dies for them. So that, that might get a reaction from them, but the lads should be going into the game with real confidence. How much of what impressed you last Sunday was down to the introduction of Wes Houlihan and what he had added to the midfield and, and what he brought out of the players around him in the midfield? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good point, Nathan. I think he changed the dynamic in there, Wes, when he came in. Uh, Jeff played that particular role for us half, and I thought he did okay. I don't think it's Jeff's uh, best position playing as a number 10 in advance, kind of with his back to goal. Uh, it's a pretty specialised position, and, and Wes plays as good as anybody, probably the best that we have. Uh, within the squad, and I actually talk, he, I thought he linked up really well with Jeff in the second half, and even Robbie Brady coming off that uh, left-hand side, 
I thought Jeff instigated a lot of attacks from deeper positions. I even think he got himself from central midfield into advanced areas of the pitch. Wes dropped off. So there was some nice interchange of positions between those two and Robbie Brady coming in off the left and getting himself involved as well. So for me, we're a lot more fluid in that second half of the pitch with kind of Jeff in a slightly uh, deeper position and, and Wes obviously operating in his preferred position just off the front. So is that looking at Harry Arter as a holding player, Jeff Hendrick sort of alongside him with more box-to-box role, Brady one side, McLean the other side, and then Houlihan playing behind Walters? Yeah, I think if, I, if you're asking me to pick Martin's team, I think that would be it. Uh, Harry Arter uh, playing alongside Jeff, uh, Wes off the front, Jonathan Walters and Robbie and James McLean playing off the sides, and they could uh, switch. Personally, I'd, I'd, I'd probably lean towards Jeff, uh, Glenn Whelan in central midfield at Harry Arthur's uh, expense. I just feel as if when you go with people the likes of Wes Hill and Ann Jeff Hendrick who likes to get forward, very attack-minded players operating in that central area of the pitch. For me, you, to counterbalance that, you need somebody alongside him who's got a real kind of defensive mindset, who's very disciplined and can just occupy the centre of the pitch, sense danger, position himself well, make tackles, and just kind of supplement those uh, attacking players. And for me, uh, Glef, uh, Glenn Whelan would be the preferred choice. That might be hard on Ari Arthur mm. with a good game, probably his best game for Ireland at the weekend. But if you're going to have uh, Wes Hoolan and Jeff Hendrick in that central area, the pitch and encourage them to get forward and affect the game the last tour of the pitch, which is what you want to do because that's where their strengths are. For me, you have to kind of uh, balance that off in terms of somebody with a real like, kind of defensive mindset. And for me, Glenn Whelan would be, uh, would be that player who would probably just get the nod over Harry Arthur. That said, yeah, listen to Martin speak uh, for quite some time now. I know he's a fan of Harry, Harry Arthur, and I can understand why. And I wouldn't be surprised if he possibly gets a nod ahead of Glenn. Yeah, I was wondering as well, and you could spend an hour trying to second-guess what Martin O'Neill will do in terms of team selections. Do you see any way, after the way he played last Sunday, that Wes Hoolan isn't in the team, that he would go with both Whelan and Arter? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I think that's a viable option as well. Um, particularly as Would that be the negative option? Yeah, it is another option. You know, oh, absolutely, yeah. You, because obviously you get Glenn in the, in the team as well, alongside Harry, and you get Jeff a little bit higher up the pitch. And like I said, he is very effective, Jeff. Uh, when he gets himself high up the pitch. But that number 10 position is different. It's different when you're arriving from an orthodox central midfield position late and you're arriving late onto the ball as opposed to starting in that number 10 position with kind of your half cocked with your back to goal in generally a quite a congested area of the pitch. You know, Jeff six foot three. you know, is a big physical specimen, not easy to operate in those areas like a Wes Houlihan, smaller, lower centre, uh, gravity, you know, close control, can manipulate the ball in, in those areas as well. So, I think Jeff could could play that role, and we could very we could very easily see uh, those players that you've mentioned, Glenn alongside Harry Arthur and Jeff Hendrick. I think it's it's going to be any combination, Nathan, of three out of those uh, four players we've mentioned in those kind of midfield areas of the pitch. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see which way Martin jumps. But I'll be honest with you, any combination of those three or four, I'd be very happy with. It's very, I'm making very kind of small uh, judgment calls in relation to my preferred uh, choice in there. Hendrick looks a certainty and it has been a first choice under Martin O'Neill for 18 months, two years at this stage. Probably took a little bit of time for him to find his feet in the Premier League this season. Maybe didn't kick on to quite the extent that people expected after Euro 2016. You've probably seen quite a bit of him this season at Burnley. What actually is his best position? You're talking about him there playing further up and at times picking the ball up with his back to goal. There's times where he's played in quite a defensive role where he's starting from very, very deep where he's playing a lot of simple little balls. Whereas I think 
at Euro 2016, the feeling was that he was more a box-to-box midfielder, that he had the legs, he had the physicality, he had the energy to sort of play that role. Is it still a case of waiting to find out what his best role is? Well, I think he's developed a knife. And when I've, uh, up until probably a year or so ago, and I watched uh, Jeff Derby really played as a number eight. By number eight, I mean a kind of advanced midfield player was encouraged to get forward to kind of every opp- uh, opportunity. At Burnley last year, I saw him play a more of an orthodox midfield position just alongside a partner in central midfield. And when you play that role, there's a, more of a kind of defensive responsibility. But you still can get box to box just because you're playing a little bit, maybe 10, 15 yards deeper as you were uh, before. It doesn't mean you can't attack the box and arrive late into the box. And if you think back to that second half against uh, Uruguay, Nathan, there were times when Jeff he, he vacated that central midfield mm. area and got himself in advanced positions, got himself ahead of Wes Hill and he, uh, even, and linked things up for us um, uh, high up in the in, in the Uruguay half the pitch. And that gives an opportunity even to get into the box if he feeds Robbie Wide or James McLean, he can get himself in the box around the penalty area. He's a good finisher, Jeff. Uh, we know that. So, yeah, for me, he's probably this year has been interesting because I've, I've seen him develop into more of an orthodox, uh, kind of more rounded central midfield player. Even Sunday against Uruguay, he was picking the ball up deep off our defenders and looking forward. And not just looking to play kind of safe sideways passes. He was looking to actually penetrate the opposition team with forward passes, 15, 20-yard passes, which actually took people out of the game. And they're the kind of passes that you want to see. Any, any midfielder can get the ball deep and, and play a square pass to a full-back, get it back and do the same the other side. That's not really hurting the opposition. But I like the fact when Jeff gets the ball in those central areas, he's looking to pay, uh, play forward and play forward fast and take people out of the game. So for me, he's developed into a more rounded central midfield player. I think there's any one small, fairly small deficiency, maybe you'd say the defensive uh, side to his game. But when he's in possession of the ball... I think he's a real he's a real threat, and particularly when he gets into the opposition half the pitch. Yeah, it, it is interesting what he'll do in that midfield area because the way you're talking about Hendrick there, it seems that maybe he'd be more inclined to take a few more risks going forward if Glenn Whelan was alongside him because he knows Whelan has the experience. Whelan's not going to be pushed forward into the opposition half as well. He knows he's going to always be covering from. Whereas the more dynamic duo would be to have Hendrick in there alongside Arthur, but maybe then there's a part of Jeff Hendricks' mind that's always thinking, well, is he gone? Am I gone? Where's the discipline in that? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a good point. I think, uh, that said, I'll give credit to Hardy Arthur. I thought he was very disciplined in his performance against Uruguay because obviously I've watched a lot of Hardy Arthur even uh, back to championship days when he played for Bournemouth. And I always felt he was at his best, funnily enough, when he got into the opposition half the pitch and he tried to link up with people uh, higher up the pitch. So I think you're probably right as a centre midfielder. You look at the person next to you and if you have real trust in him in terms of, well, I can trust him to sit in front of the two defenders and do the, and um, uh, pick up the slack for me yeah. and we're not going to get exposed offensive. That gives you more of encouragement to get yourself higher up the pitch. How so long does that right take? Jeff- Sorry? How long does that take to get that sort oh, that of understanding? Very quickly. You, you know players straight away. Jeff knows the, the qualities of Harry Arthur and, 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 Glenn, and Glenn Whelan. If he's more confidence, more faith in Glenn Whelan to patrol that area in front of the back four, then it gives you a little bit more confidence to get yourself a little bit higher up the pitch a little bit earlier. Earlier, If you're looking at the person alongside and thinking, you know, I don't really want to leave him exposed here too often, you just put the brakes on uh, more often than not. Maybe just hold your, uh, hold your position a little bit more, play a little bit more safety at times, and maybe remain be, uh, behind the ball. And that's just like good game understanding from any player all over the pitch. You look at the person alongside you, you understand his uh, qualities, his strengths, and potentially even the very small weaknesses that he uh, that he has, and you adjust your game accordingly. It's all about getting that kind of right balance in the team in terms of the qualities 
of each individual player. The manager will understand that. That's the challenge facing Martin in actually picking this team. But even when you're on the pitch, I think as players, you recognise the qualities of the people around you and you kind of modify your game to a smaller extent because of that. The expectation is that it'll be Richard Keogh and Shane Duffy as the centre-back partnership. John O'Shea is in there in contention as well. When you look at Duffy and Keogh, are they two players who complement each other very well at the heart of the defence? Yeah, I think so. I think we've got a lot of options there now. Isn't we? The central defensive pair, we've got so many bodies uh, within the squad. And yeah, I think you're right. When I look at this, the, the potential pair in, uh, this Sunday, you're probably looking at two out of three, Shane Duffy, Richard Keogh and, and John O'Shea. I think the fact he's given uh, Shane real game time the last two matches indicates that he wants him on the pitch and he wanted to get him up to match speed. So for me, Shane Duffy plays... It's just a matter of who plays alongside him. And similar to what I said about the centre midfielders, I'd be happy with the likes of John O'Shea or Richard Keogh alongside him. I just think potentially maybe a little bit more mobility, a little bit more juice in the legs of Richard Keogh maybe gives him the edge over John O'Shea in that area of the pitch. People may say John's experienced, and that's rightly so. He's a very experienced player, John, a very mm. clever operator. But Richard Keogh is like he's hardly, you know, he's hardly inexperienced at this level, you know, and he hasn't let us down before. So I'd be comfortable with any two of those three, but I might just lean towards Richard and, and Shane Duffy for the reasons that I've said. Again, we could easily be getting carried away with what we saw against Uruguay. It was a very scattered performance from them. There seemed to be a lot of space at times that probably won't be there on Sunday. And it did take Ireland a little while to grow into that game. When you're watching the game on Sunday, the first 10, 15 minutes, I guess you'd be able to tell pretty quickly whether we followed on from that Uruguay performance, probably in the first two, three minutes. As to, is a lot of that down to what the fullbacks do, whether they keep it along the ground, whether they're not going long, just trying to play it up to John Walters, or do you expect a bit of variation? I always expect a bit of variation because I think that's when we're at our very best. I'm not one of these people who wants to see us on the ball and just keeping the ball for the sake of it. Oh, we've made 16, 18 passes and we still haven't got over around half the pitch. For me, the best pass is the forward pass as quickly as you can. As long as it's accurate and it's into a good area of the pitch or into the feet, your players high up the pitch, that's where you want to get. You want to get into that last third of the pitch as quickly as possible. And if you can do that by playing a 30, 40-yard ball accurately over distance, then you go and do it. That's the, always the first option. If you can't do it or that option isn't available, yeah, you've got to come on the inside. Maybe you've got to lend it to somebody else, buy a little bit more time. But again, that comes to good decision-making from the players in those areas of the pitch. And you'd like to think with the likes of you know Jeff Hendrick, potentially Harry Arthur, Wes Hewlhan, operating on those central areas of the pitch. We have players in there who can get their foot on the ball, lend it, and keep possession of the ball. But for yeah. me, it's about mixing our game up. It's just about trusting the players to make the right decisions at the right time in terms of playing longer earlier or actually keeping the ball and being a little bit more patient in terms of our build-up. But I think the intensity is the key word. It always is with us, Nathan, how we start the game. You're talking about the first 5, 10, 15 minutes. It's all about intensity. It's not reckless. It's not like losing the head, trying yourself on the stupid tackles. It's about maybe pressing them uh, high up the pitch, not allowing them to be comfortable in that first portion of the game. Get in their faces. Don't let their players play easy balls into midfield, which is what they'll want to do. You know, Make them kick long, which is where we're comfortable. Our defenders compete well. Balls back to front. Pick up second balls. And let's go and play from there. And pl- play as much of the, half, the, half, the game in their half of the pitch uh, as we can. I'm sure that's what Martin and Roldy preaching in the dressing room before the game. You know, Really get hold and really grab hold of the game in that initial portion of the game. Go on, Kenny, put your head in the block. Give us a prediction. Uh, no, well, I, I fancy us to win. I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. Not so much because of the calibre of the opposition. I know Roy talked them up, but they, they certainly don't scare me, Austria, in terms of the quality we have. Uh, but just in terms of the timing of the fixture, nice, and I've always felt this is a difficult time to play our, uh, a football kind of three, four weeks after the season's ended. I know from personal experience, I never felt 
as a team. We really kind of physically, kind of mentally, you know, combination both. You never quite got yourself back to the level yeah. that you were maybe a month, six weeks previously at your club. So that's the small concern that I have, the difficulty we'll have in, in getting back to that level, that level of intensity and that quality in our football after kind of a fractured end to the season in terms of time. But I would still give us the edge uh, uh, over the Austrians for the reasons that I've said. Um, uh, I, was, I was encouraged by the performance against Uruguay. Just need to yeah, keep that going, keep that momentum. And hopefully when those opportunities present themselves, as they did against Uruguay, just slow, be as clinical as we were against Uruguay, tight defensively, which generally, uh, which we are. Mm. And uh, yeah, we should be fine. I fancy an Ireland win. Good stuff. That's what we like to hear. Kenny, thanks as always for taking the call. Cheers, Nathan. Take care. All right. Up next, it's the crappy quiz. I get a rare chance to present the crappy quiz. I have a feeling it's going to go really, really well. Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.